615 presents Off the Record with Tom Lamore and Cami Fox. Off the Record 615. Off the Record. Yes, guys, welcome back to 615's Off the Record podcast. I'm Tom Lamore, aka Tom DeLips. And I'm joined by my co-host, Cammy Fox. Yes, people, how are we doing today? So we've got a very special guest with us. She goes by the name of DJ Holly J. How are we doing today? I am fabulous, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yes, Holly. So if you don't know anything about the podcast or you've not heard it before, we're going to speak to our lovely guest, go through a little bit about how they know the brand, so on and so forth. And if you have listened, you know the drill. So let's get cracking. Mm-hmm. Holly. Hi. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You look nervous. Can I pretend I've got a posh accent? I'm only joking. It's up to you, there's loads of impressions going on (laughs) in these pods these days, yeah. That's the case, my name's Cecil. It's already started, guys. It has started. Let's uh, let's rewind. (laughs) DJ! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, tell everyone listening who you are, Mm -hmm. um, who and what you represent by that. I mean, obviously... I'll explain to people now. You are a 615 artist. Mm -hmm. So tell a little bit about yourself as a DJ and your background. Okay, so I am a DJ that obviously plays for 615. I've produced through 615. And uh, I've been with them for, I think it's going on seven years in January, maybe six. I love playing um, house type music. So like vocal, uplifting, piano vibey stuff. Like I look up to people like Sam Divine and stuff like that. But I feel like you might ask me questions like that later. And I do chew people's ears off. So I'm going to try and... <laughs> we'll just let you run the pod. <laughs> I'm going to just, uh, yeah, answer as minimal as I can for each question. But yeah, that's No, me. no, feel free to, to go on. All this tends to go off on a tangent anyway, yeah. somewhere or another. So obviously we know you're a DJ. How do you like to go about marketing and promoting yourself mm, i like colorful themes to sort to me because i feel like that represents the style of music that i like so obviously through summer i love like the festival festivally themed stuff and um i like pushing out vibrant colors um and then christmasy time obviously me not sparkly because i wouldn't say i'm sparkly but because i'm not really a girly girl i'm more tomboy-ish or whatever the word might be but uh, yeah so I do always like to swap and change so like summer I like vibrant and then winter yeah. I'm like underground and it's like weird because the seasons like change my preference on my like, style my stuff. style yeah yeah and you prefer house which you know I'd definitely say you're a house artist. yeah definitely house artist definitely yeah. love it I love loved it since I was tiny really when I was started dancing when I was two and then we I started street dance at age 10 and every time like uh, like an like an old school dance track came on in the dance class I was like this is a bit of me you know yeah, yeah. um how did you get into DJing then so I um went to Manchester Midi School I think that's changed its name now to SSR or something like that and um basically did a 12-week DJ course with my best friend yeah. and at the end of the course they sort of help you into the industry like say you need to sort of prepare yourself with a DJ name um, get yourself on SoundCloud MixCloud things like that and like push work prom- like promote your own stuff make mixes um, and then sort of from that I was cheeky when I went into clubs and was like can I have a go or like I saw you and then I messaged you on Facebook. I was like, how'd you get into all this? And yeah. you, you sort of gave me a chance and had a chat with me and stuff. And 
Yeah, it's like blew up from there. Yeah, because you're local to us, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, from yeah. From Warrington. Warrington, yeah, yeah. Original Warringtonian gal. What do you find the challenges of the industry are? So as a DJ, what what do you find the challenges? Um, I mean, at first, I thought it was going to be because I was a girl, but I feel like that's actually helped me because mm. there's so many men out there. It's, dead com- it's so competitive. Being a girl in Warrington, like, not many girls do it in Warrington. I, I can't think of more than three, mm. four. Um, it was sort of an advantage for me. So it was easier for me to get gigs and stuff like that. But challenges, it's more like finding sort of my set style because I'm so creative. I like a lot of everything. And it was, it was hard for me to find like my brand, you know, like what I want to be and what I want to portray. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I probably still am trying to find that, but I just know I like house music that's vocal, uplifting, uh, piano, but then sometimes I'm proper, properly into like the undergroundy, like nearly tech stuff. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard. There's like a, a bit of a there's a fine line, isn't there, to say like what you do like and what you don't like. But then I suppose people like Sam Divine will release flowers, but then in the next instance she'll deli- she'll uh, release something that's like quite undergroundy. So it's like, do I need this specific brand that's going to be just set, or can I like? sway between the both that's probably been a bit of a challenge like what is my identity in terms of a DJ yeah uh, I feel like I've got in terms of like fashion and stuff like that I've got a bit of like a a rocky chick style opposed to girly because I know some female DJs yeah. go out and you know boobs out and all that and I'm not really that type of <laughs> DJ but you know what I mean sometimes yeah, yeah, they can grab attention mean, yeah. that way and that, that's like self self-branding isn't it and stuff and I get what you I totally get where you're coming from with the music side of it it's mm. tough particularly when you've got like you're fond of a lot of different genres of house even if you just stick to house as an overall genre there's so mm. many different variations of that music mm-hmm. I suppose the only other challenge would be I wouldn't say it's a challenge but when I started DJing at 21 and all my mates were out and things like that and everyone's at that age where they're like let's go out let's let's go and party and then it, I get older and then less and less people come out and it's like like I need a bit of a following now and then that's when you go oh yeah well it's not just my friends that are my, my backup it's you need like following on it and social media for people to actually notice you and that's that you know yeah. gonna get, I think social media and promoting yourself on the internet is is hard has been hard for me because I've had so many different things that I've, I've had as well so I've, I've obviously worked full-time I, d- I teach dance I've danced myself and DJ and it's been like as much as I could and I'd love to do it full-time I've always had these other commitments that have sort of prevented me from going that extra mile with it I suppose especially mm-hmm. when it comes to promoting myself through social media and yeah yeah that way it is tough and it's just finding out where where you want to move with it and that doesn't always like I said come overnight no. it might just you know and it's also about opportunity mm. and putting yourself in the right place but also maybe getting a little bit of luck with being in the right place at the right yeah, time that always helps and you know you, you're talented and so it's where the talent will shine through it's just getting noticed by the right people mm-hmm. in that game and it's sort of it can be a little bit of not what you know who you know, who you know as well so you know moving on and I'll give you a bit of a chance to open up about the COVID situation at the moment. Where do you think, or what's your opinion on where the industry's going? Oh, I feel like it's going to boom next year. I feel like there's going to be so... Hopefully, if COVID finishes and obviously well, ends and sort of everything eventually gets back to normal, which hopefully it will be next year, 
the amount of people that that will want to... Well, it can go either way, I suppose. I feel like the amount of people that might want to book people and get out there and just socialise with other people because they've been prevented to do so all this year, it's going to be through the roof. But then again, people might be used to the sitting at home, not spending money, oh, actually, I can do it in my back garden now. It might shift from club to private, you know, like homes and things like that. So it's a bit like even virtual. You, I'm not sold on the virtual person, I've got to admit. No, no, yeah, we've spoken I've about this, have I've seen the figures just falling off, off the yeah. face of the earth. It was like yeah. a hype. It was a little hype. Even with the bigger artists, though, and I'm not talking just from what I've witnessed personally, I've seen it through watching other channels. Yeah. Gradually, the, the, it's dropped and yeah, dropped and definitely. dropped. Because, and that, that really happened, I think, once they started to open up bars, bars and restaurants again. Mm. That The interest is dropped. And it's so hard to keep your know, customer engaged online. Mm. is so much more difficult than when you go to a venue. Yeah, because it's totally different. You're literally you literally off it. in the atmosphere. Yeah, you It's on your thumb. You just yeah. go, nah, don't like the track. You don't have to pay for a taxi yeah, to get out of it. You just sat there. You go to a venue, destination venue, right? Mm-hmm. You go to warehouse. Mm-hmm. If you walk into warehouse, you've paid to get in. So you You're not going anywhere day. else. You might not like a track in one of the rooms, so you've got the opportunity to maybe go to another room, but it's still contained within like one big area mm-hmm. where you've got your bar, food. But online... You can literally go to a defective festival and think, oh, I'm not keen on that, bang, and you're off with yeah. a flick of your thumb, you, it's gone. It's just one thumb, you never come, they'll, never come, they'll never get that, that look, view back because by the time you scroll through, you're like, oh, I can't be bothered with this, phone down. Yeah. And that's generally, I feel, what the population, gen, the general agree. population do. 100%. But it's interesting to hear you say about it going private and stuff like that because there's definitely going to be a shift in that, I think, mm. person, from what I've heard from feedback. I think people are too comfortable now, like, in their own home, if they know, because everything's been amended to fit to COVID. Like, people's back gardens have been done, you know, within the time, um, and they'll make it so that if it happens again, that they've got that, a nice back garden, and if they can, it'll be sort of... It'll, the facility will be able to hopefully, yeah. like, have people like us in and you know, deliver a bit of a, a show in their own home. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that, actually. You know, interestingly enough, Dean and I were just chatting earlier about... it. The, um, I think Ash was on the show. He said it's a blessing in disguise, and we were sort of like, it's not really for our industry. And then I was chatting with Dean, and he was like, oh, yeah, but it's not really for anyone. But then I've look, I'm looking at it and think there are a number of businesses that have really boost, boosted during this time. Mm-hmm. And you've said one of them there. Landscape gardening and that sort oh, of yeah. stuff, where it, loads of people haven't they spent Massively, money yeah. on the gardens and stuff. You know, people that have done that, and Seems. now they can just go out in the back garden and be like, "Yeah, I'm buzzing. Got that's my it. tunes on. And it's a wicked environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got, I can have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go anywhere." Well, that's what I mean. It's not normally a gap in the market, and it, it's become a gap in the market because of the whole COVID. So people are like, "I'm going to get a bit of money now doing this," and they've changed the career. Yeah, and like you said, it's all back garden stuff. But I think. Clubs will eventually get back to normal, but it's going to take a long time because I think even some people are a bit like wary of going yeah. out, aren't they? And they don't want to get anything. They don't want it to start again because obviously they've got kids at home or they don't want to lose the job. Yeah. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Like yeah, yeah. my brother would obviously nearly lost his job and my sister worked for British Airways. So it was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of yeah. other people, but it is one of them. It's scary. Yeah, and clubs permanently closing and all that kind of stuff. It's There's definite change. That's a little bit depressing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on a bit because it is it's a t- it is tough at the moment. The only it's thing I would say actually is a put on a positive would be hopefully maybe getting gigs abroad because then a lot of people will want to fly abroad next year. Therefore, 
they'll want the they'll want the artist, won't they? So, if, if, for example, mm. maybe an event in Ibiza or something like that, because I know we've obviously done plastic and that before. Yeah. I don't know. It could it could yeah. change, couldn't it? Everything's yeah, yeah. forever changing. Well, we don't have to wait and see, aren't we? Yeah. No, we don't know where the rules are up to, do we? Yeah. No. This mic's extremely close to my face. <laughs> Actually, picking up on the point there, I think that my next question quite nicely flows into how when when we have been busy and when you've been mega busy doing not only the artist side of things but your, your job and your dancing and stuff mm-hmm. like that how do you cope with busy and stressful times because mental health we raise the issue on it every, yeah. every episode with people just to see uh, what their thoughts are on it how they manage mental health if they suffer from it and how they deal with busy stressful times mm-hmm. basically so elaborate um, on that first. with me my head will say <laughs> you're fine and my heart will be like no, you are stressed. And I can tell because, like, I won't I won't get ill or anything like that, but I'll start taking things out on people and I'll get, like, a bit irate, a bit stressy, and or, like, I'll eat too much or I won't eat a lot, and, and I'll just be like, oh, that's more normal because I'm going out in an hour, and da-da-da, you know. I am all go. My mum's like, you're burning the candle at both ends. I'm like, I'm not. Like, yeah. you know, but I probably am at the time. And it got to a stage where I was like losing mates over it because I wasn't seeing anyone because I was just constantly putting all my all into DJing, dancing, work, like family. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. It yeah. was hard to even see yeah. like my nan and granddad and stuff like that. So, and then friends were, were sort of like, well, if you don't see me for more than an hour a week, we're not your mates. And this was years ago. And it was just a bit like, I'm not, I can't be that type of friend then. Mm. So then you sort yeah. of, that's when you grow older and you sort of know who your real mates are and yeah. it's sort of quality over quantity at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but I think it does take um, time to, f- to figure that out. I have had dips with the mental health, obviously relationships. So I had a bit of a, a I, wasn't, I wouldn't say bad breakup, but DJing literally got me through. Like yeah. music is a godsend when it comes to mental health. I feel like... like escape. Yeah, you literally yeah. escape. And I think because... My focus when I was going through the bad time was like, keep busy, keep busy, because if you stop, that's when it'll hit you. Mm. So I was just constantly like so thankful for all of the times he was like, come on, let's get out. And you obviously, you, Tom, you were great with like my mental health at that time. He was like, come round, like we'll have tea and, you know, me and Laura will have a chat with you and stuff like mm. that. And I really appreciate that because I literally wouldn't have got through without people like that or even DJing because mm. obviously it takes your mind off it, doesn't it? And sometimes yeah. you need that to sort of go, I'm all right, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah, like at the time, it feels like it. Yeah, it does feel like it. It's just sticking to... to get out of that. Yeah, yeah, it's like positivity, being optimistic, like glass half full, not half empty, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's all in your head. Yeah. It's just learning how to deal with it. Yeah, and just try and do exercise. Hopefully the camera's not, like, making me look 10 pounds bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's I'm so a, hard, like... I'm a big baggy jumper and I still oh. feel like I've got a bit of weight on there. Honestly, it's bad, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to have to move now. I'm trying to... <laughs> I mean, everyone's sucking. <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, it's just um, trying to just exercise, eat healthy. I feel like making sure you get the, the right amount of sleep and doing what you, you like to do. Yeah. You know, that, that all helps. Mm. One thing that Carl said to me um, ages ago, I was on the um, way home from uh, Glasgow. I did a gig for Head Candy and he said, uh, if you feel tired or you get bored on the way home, he said, put your window down and shout out the window dead loud. And you know what? It actually, because I started giggling Who's and laughing. Carl Hannigan. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, shout words out the window. So, like, on the way home, I don't know what motorway it was, but I put the windows down and I was like, literally, no one was on the motorway. I was like, yeah, like shouting out the window. <laughs> and it just literally made me laugh. And you know what? I thought, that is like, that's a good strategy if you are feeling like low. Just 
like shout something really loud and it'll make you laugh because you know it's stupid. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to be a bit silly, haven't you, to, yeah, to, to lift you yeah, up yeah, again, yeah? yeah. I'm going to try that one. Yeah, try it. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get like, if I ever feel that, I'm just going to do it. Just don't do it near any bus stops. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> loud noises! <laughs> <laughs> See, we're laughing at it now, it yeah, is funny. No, it's, it, yeah, no, I've, I've, he's never ever said that to me. I'll be ringing him after this. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but everyone, everyone's response is always a bit different. So it's That's nice it. to it's nice to hear what everyone like yeah. everyone's individual opinion to yeah. how they deal with it. It's, it's, it's As great. well, I think people like sometimes stigmatize it. And to be fair, I probably used to think, well, oh, I don't want to talk about that. But I feel like with a lot of things that have gone on. So a friend recently took his own life through um, COVID. It just puts everything in, into perspective, and it's just like talk. Like, you don't know, like, how much that can change. Even just smiling at someone walking down the street can change their yeah. whole opinion yeah, on yeah. life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's important. Mm, yeah. But no, I feel, I mean, my head's in a good place. Yeah, I'm looking forward to moving forward with everything and hoping that, obviously, COVID buggers off. Yeah, that. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. I know. Wave that green light. Bing. I yeah. know. Green light. Yeah. <laughs> Green light. Red light. Bit of juke you want there. Um, moving on, obviously I know we've just quickly brushed up on it, but how did you obviously meet us guys, 615, yeah. and how did you obviously get start to get involved with us? Yeah, so um, being in Warrington, uh, seeing Tom a few in a few clubs, playing his sax. Um, that obviously I went to events because I loved that type of music, and then I'd never seen House v Sax before, so I was like, I need to, I need to look into this. So then I seen, I added you on Facebook, followed your Instagram and stuff like that, and then I seen a video um, that Tom had put on of the obviously I think it was like a I think it was an artist promo video for Six Fifteen, and I got straight onto your message and you're saying like. Mm where's this, who owns it, blah, blah, blah. And you was like, me, I'll have a chat with you. So yeah. I was like, sound, literally like, couldn't wait. I was so nervous. Um, and then I obviously looked on the website and seeing it was like amazing, like management, everything. And then, yeah, we had a chat. I think you was there as well. We went Nando's, didn't we? I think we, yeah. And Carl. Yeah. I'm sure. It was yeah. me, Tom, Cammy, and Carl. We went <laughs> Nando's in Stockton. In Stockton yeah. Cheeky Nando's. <laughs> it would be Nando's, wouldn't it? Where else do you meet? <laughs> no. I've had a Nando's for ages. I've not, to be fair. Oh, got me thinking about Nando's. Though. I know, so I was going to um, We met in Nando's, had a bit of a chat about my background. I think I give you like an A4 piece of paper, personal profile on why I wanted to join 615. <laughs> <laughs> Little CV. <laughs> Little CV. And I was like, give you all like my uh, social media stuff. And they said, um, come and do a guest set at wine bar for live sessions on oh, yeah. like the next, yeah, the next yeah. thing so I went and did that amazing everyone's like even Craig was there doing the um, yeah, that was back that was the old that old was really days. old days yeah. Craig was doing keys weren't yeah, he yeah yeah did you play somewhere else after and then yeah I went to what, what was called Attic at the time That's on Bridge Street came down, and we? you yeah. two came down and I'm sure it was an obsession event um, and yeah I was playing I think it was it was either Sonny Federa or Anton Powers that was playing Anton and I, it was Anton Powers yeah uh, and uh, yeah, you you uh, said after you've played, have a chat with us outside, and we was like, and it was never hot dog van, wasn't it? Yeah, only that China China it was like the that, food place. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know uh, how I remember that. I know. <laughs> I can't. I can remember now. You said it was Anton there. I remember that now. Yeah, I've got yeah. Got a wicked video of him dancing in that club. Oh as well really? Like that. Yeah. I need to see That's that. That's place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then unfortunately it shut down. Not but old place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, went outside, had a chat, and you was 
happy with what I did and yeah, enjoyed and then yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that now. and then yeah. it went from there and then you was like yeah. right photo shoot and I went for a photo shoot I remember Freighter being there and a few others and it was in Manchester yeah we did the team shoot didn't we yeah mm. that photo's still online somewhere isn't it that was like Early yeah. days, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah proper early Jefferson days. Did it, I think, didn't Je- yeah, it was Jefferson, yeah. yeah. In uh, one of his studios up in that old building yeah. in uh, uh, Northern Quarter. Yeah, it was. it was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I went to the Northern Quarter on Saturday and I walked past it. I said, I've met Cammy outside here when I did my photo shoot years ago. But yeah, I remember going up and I brought about 16 outfits. I only wore two of them. But extra organised, yeah. make sure. <laughs> Why not? Why but, yeah, not? that's pretty much how, how yeah. it's gone on. And yeah, well, that means signed. Yeah, that seems like ages. It was ages ago. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. That was like. Like five years. That, six years? No, it won't be six. That will it shoot. No, it'll have been five. five it'll be six in January. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because it was January 2015 after we'd done the first tat and we started doing all that type of stuff. Right. So it was 2015, definitely. Yeah. So it will have been five years now, probably yeah. around this time of the year. Yeah. And yeah. then I remember doing my video, my artist video at Venus. Yeah. And it went on and I was like, buzzing sending it all my mates I was like this is what I like because I seen you that's the first video I seen I was like I'm like part of Tom Delipsy's crew now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say you <laughs> oh, yeah. won't be able to get out the door oh, within a bit drunk. <laughs> squeeze your head through that's but, yeah. why I only bring my mates on <laughs> I know yeah I thought so <laughs> oh yeah but yeah that's how we yeah. started with 6.15 nice. Well, it moves perfectly on to the next question. I know you've been with us, was it five years yeah. now? But obviously, what do you think about the team behind 6.15? Love it. Love it. It's literally Without like... Without blowing his head up, what do you think about yeah, the yeah, other yeah. guys behind no, the team? No, talking about. <laughs> no, I, th- I think... No, Jen, Jen Ewanley, um, I think that it's like a little family mm. because you, you're not just a number. You're involved in everything, whether it's personally, music-wise, whatever. So, like, you know, being invited to your wedding was one of them. And I think it's just, it, it, it's been lovely because you're not only making colleagues, but friends, aren't you? And yeah. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only worth 6.15 for the Christmas works due. <laughs> I'm only joking. I told you, every single podcast, it comes back round to some sort of drinking activities. Oh, my God. But honestly, best parties ever. Um, but, yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a positive journey. So many experiences, so many new opportunities that have built me and my personality and my confidence, like going to Hong Kong, that obviously you lot got mm. me the opportunity. That was a big turn for me because... Was that Head Candy one? Head Candy, yeah. yeah. So, like, I think like, I'd never got on a plane on my own and I'd never flew more than five hours, so doing a 13-hour flight on my own was, like, a challenge. It gave me anxiety for about a month. Daunting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you uh, know what? Yeah, yeah I must admit, I remember my first one that was on my own. Yeah. Work and, and going to work and not knowing who was you, you getting picked you up by and all there, that, right? even though it sounds daft. Because you're on the other side like, of the world, aren't you? I remember messaging yeah. Cam and you, and I, and I was like, uh, you're right, you was like, just fall asleep, mate. Just get sleep on the plane, yeah. get there, and you'll be fine. Yeah. So I worked out like the, the hours of the timing of me sleeping, so I weren't dead tired when I got there, but you're still so yeah, knackered, aren't you? Like, it's literally, I was the most tired I've ever been in my life. Right? Yeah. But yeah, that literally like boosted my confidence in terms of, I am independent, I can do stuff, mm. you know what I mean? Like, without having to worry about it now. And that sort of helped me when you sent me to Poland, you know, stuff like that. So everything's just flew from there and... Mm. Yeah, I, I think even with my work, my personal work, it's, it's pushed me to sort of integrate like managerial skills because you've pushed me into challenging myself and you obviously have to do that if, you work, if you're moving towards mm. higher positions and stuff, don't yeah. you? So, yeah, it's definitely been a positive, amazing, hilarious 
creative journey. Yeah, good. Mm. <laughs> Which, again, is perfect for the next question. <laughs> <laughs> and you can literally, there's no, like, there's no cap on us, you can just go with it. Well, but okay. Any funny stories don't, whilst... Don't bring me into oh, it. Right, okay. Working with 16. Funny stories, let me think, let me think. Oh, yeah, I have actually got one. <laughs> Do you remember the time? Now, this oh, is sort of taking the... Well, you was there, but it's sort of oh, taking right, the mick right, out of right. me. Do you not remember when you was have, you said to me, uh, we'll have a catch-up meeting, like an artist meeting? Oh, yeah, I Oh, do, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, where do you want me to meet you? And you said, the village. So I was like, right, turn up at the village hotel. And um, I said, where are you? I said, I'm at the wine bar. So I walked, because there's a couple of different bars at the village hotel. I walked to the wine bar. I went up to the, 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 the guy who's, like, serving. I said, is there a guy here called Tom? Like, he's from 6.15. He was like... No, I don't know, don't know who you're on about. Like, so I was like, looking, there's no one at the bar. And then just suddenly clicked. He was at the wine bar in Stockton East Village. <laughs> so I'd gone into bloody village hotel. I call it the village, you see. Because he had lived there, didn't he? So obviously seen it like that. And then, a couple of weeks later, went London to have a Ministry of Sound um, socialising catch-up, didn't we? Like, you know, oh, networking yeah, event. Yeah, we did, yeah. Went to the toilet and... <laughs> I heard a lady, because when in Ministry of Sound, they've got the Ministry of Sound gym, aren't they? Yeah. Next to that bar. Yeah, they have, yeah. So this lady come out, and is like one of the, the trainers, and said, um, 6.15 class, 6.15 class starting. So I was like pulling my knickers up, trying to get <laughs> out, thinking that it was like... <laughs> I said, like, I walked straight up to her, like, Tom, 6.15, I've got, like, a, a training session. He's like, I've not brought my gym stuff. And he went, it's quarter past six, Holly. <laughs> I was like, for God's sake. I literally thought it was a 6.15 thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, my God. That little bar next door, weren't Yeah? It? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm, just on the I'm, sat, I'm sat there with my pint and she's getting a gym gear on. <laughs> well, I've not brought my gym kit. I don't remember now. 6.15 remember. gym session. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a bloody quarter past six. Yeah, so. That Brilliant. Was, but in, in terms of other people, I can't really think. Oh, the videos over the years of you all taking the mick out of each other on each other's birthdays of like, you know, oh, no. older yeah. pictures That's and him. stuff like that. Oof. That's do you know what you used to do, Cammy, as well on uh, Snapchat? You know when you, you know what's funny when you used to um, zoom right in on people's yeah. faces while, while they were eating and yeah, stuff. Oh, like. that's right. I've mentioned this in one of the other I've got so many, honestly. Oh, yeah, literally, I'm there with a the burger and it's like mayo dripping yeah. outside of my mouth, and he's like, this is zooming in. It's yeah. just pretty slow motion. It's like, no. <laughs> not the one where you fell off a chair? Yeah, in the office. Oh, that. see them videos, like, <laughs> hilarious. Don't yeah. th- I don't think there's anything that's like... That's that's good enough for me. Yeah, there you go. That's more funny you, stories than most. Do you know what I'm going to do one day when I've got the t- time? Well, I'll do it one day, right? Yeah, yeah. Is I'm going to make like a like a montage of all oh, the videos and clips of Paul Tom. But I won't put it up public. I'll just send it individually because it's quite um, oh. quite high rated. But like, <laughs> <laughs> might offend some people, but that's why we'll keep it private. You've got to. You've just got just to keep it internal, but it'll be yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah it no, be well, funny. not at my expense. <laughs> oh, do it no, we're moving on now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the quick fire question round. All oh, right, oh God. Sorry, what does that mean? I have to answer it really quick? Yeah, yeah. well, this, it doesn't work really because we always end up chatting rubbish about half okay. questions but if we can do answer it really quick mm. okay right, I'm going to start ready ready if you had one superpower what would it be invisible is the earth round or flat round what do you put in a toaster bread oh. what do cows drink water oh nearly <laughs> got it nearly got it oh my god go on Cam favourite track of all time uh, I don't know Michael Mandel really love it 
I don't know. I yeah, don't no, it's a tune. It's a I just didn't expect you to say that for some reason. Did you not? No. I expected you to say what a lot of the other people say. I thought it'd be some divine flowers. Oh, I no, mean, no, no. I thought it'd be nice, Kings of Tomorrow, finally. Yeah. See, I love all them, but Michael Mandel is like my go-to. He's yeah. like so uplifting. And I sit, I try and sing it at that high pitch. Mick will love that. Yeah. I'm having a chat with him on, on another podcast nice. at some point soon. Yeah, I'll tell, tell him, him I said hi. I'm loving <laughs> Fangirling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me do one more. In fact, no, we're going to do a couple more because we've gone quick, these. Yeah. What's your favourite cheese? Oh, brie. Brie? May brie. <laughs> might be something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the I cheese mean, joke to Stafford. Cammy's dropped the dad joke last time, but that is... Oh, uh, that's, that's too next cheesy, level. that one. That's <laughs> She's still going. She's still going. Oh, oh God. <sighs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. Right. Uh, Last one then. Okay. Who's your celebrity doppelganger? Oh. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have no idea. Oh, no. no. I, I can't think of anyone. What are you laughing at, Cammy? If you Did say you Blobby, think... I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He said it. Whatever you just said. Go on, what did you say? I didn't say it. You said it and you read it and I read it. What? What? Tell me. Whatever you... You looked at me and I... Are you a man reading that? <laughs> you looked at me like I had the right... Like you... But I don't know. I need know. to know. I, I need to know. Who, who do you think then? I can't say it. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what a lot of people say Megan Trainer, but I don't know whether that's... I don't know whether I, I agree. Megan Trainer, the actress? No, Megan Trainer, the singer. Oh, right. But no, I don't think... <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mate, I need to know what is in your no, head no, now. No, it's gone out of my head. No, it's not, you liar. <laughs> you are the worst. I'll leave it, I'll leave right. it. Okay. All right, then, because you can't answer that one. Okay. We're going to leave it there. Mm. Oh, I like that. Have you not got no, one more? Right, go on, I'll give you one more. Uh, what's your favourite film of all time? Man on Fire. Right. Denzel Washington is yeah. a legend. Yeah, it's a good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that, it. that's us. Yeah. That's oh, us. I enjoyed Lovely. that. Sorry about the mad laughing, but that's, no, yeah. that's, that's it. Thank you, <laughs> no, Holly thank, J, for joining us. Oh, honestly, pleasure. Thank you so no much problem. for having me. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in and listening. Please like and share. Mm-hmm. Cammy will tell you where we... You, we you can find us yes people so if you're on YouTube watching it make sure you hit subscribe give us a comment in the comments section below and you can also find DJ Holly J's tags etc in the description and if you're listening on Spotify give the follow and on iTunes podcast as well got there in the end well done Cammy that's it from us thank you so much once again for tuning in see you next time bye bye 6.15 off the record